Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Ladies and gentlemen, the jury, please listen to your verdict as it has been accepted and recorded. Conspiracy theorist Alex Jones ordered to pay nearly a billion dollars resulting from his second lawsuit for claiming the Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax. A federal appeals court allows New York's new concealed carry law to stand as appeals move forward. President Trump angrily responds to a Manhattan judge's ruling ordering him to be deposed next week in an alleged rape case. The FDA's green-lighted updated boosters for children as young as five. Increases in Social Security benefits will be announced today with analysts forecasting a 9% hike. A Connecticut jury has ordered conspiracy theorist Alex Jones to pay $965 million to Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting victims, relatives, and an FBI agent for claiming the massacre was a hoax. Jones remained defiant on his InfoWars show following the verdict. They want to scare everybody away from freedom and scare us away from questioning Uvalde and what really happened there or, or Parkland or any other event. And guess what? We're not scared and we're not going away and we're not going to stop. It's the second verdict against Jones. Back in August, a Texas jury ordered Jones to pay $50 million in a similar lawsuit. The Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting occurred in December of 2012 in Newtown, Connecticut, when 20-year-old Adam Lanza shot and killed 26 people and then turned the weapon on himself. A federal appeals court has temporarily paused the federal judge's ruling that eliminates key parts of New York's concealed carry laws as the state's appeals move forward. Now, for the time being, New York State can prohibit guns in places like Times Square and other sensitive locations. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams after the law was passed. I own three guns. I believe believe in the right to be a responsible gun owner. This is not an assault on gun owners. This is an assault on making bad decisions that can impact the lives of innocent people. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul called the ruling an important and appropriate step. The ruling allows the state to continue to require concealed carry permit applicants to provide a list of their social media accounts and also to sit for an in-person interview. Former President Donald Trump called the nation's legal system a broken disgrace Wednesday. Furthermore, Trump called a defamation lawsuit against him over rape allegations a complete con job. U.S. District Judge Louis A. Kaplan in Manhattan ruled Trump must answer questions under oath next week in this defamation lawsuit. It's been brought by E. Jean Carroll, a longtime advice columnist for L.A. Magazine. She claims Trump allegedly raped her in the mid-1990s in the dressing room of a Manhattan Bergdorf Goodman store. 
Carol spoke about the allegations to Anderson Cooper on CNN back in 2019. This was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. And Carol is scheduled to be deposed this Friday. Well, the Feds Wednesday authorized updated COVID-19 boosters for children as young as five ahead of an anticipated uptick of COVID over the winter months. The FDA has green-lighted boosters for elementary school children, Pfizer's vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds, and Moderna's for those as young as 6. The CDC, which recommends how vaccines are used, also signed off on that. Family medicine physician Dr. Erica Aragana was on the national desk. As we see these viruses mutate and change, that's where we're trying to keep up to date and current on the vaccines to catch up with the mutational strains. So even though your child may not have been affected so far with COVID, and that is a wonderful thing, we still need to protect them for the future with these updated vaccinations. Well, the U.S. government set to today announce just how big of an increase in Social Security benefits recipients will receive beginning next year. It's expected to be the largest increase in four decades. Connecticut Congressman John Larson thinks, though, congressional oversight of Social Security has fallen short. President Biden is right. This is a sacred trust. And it's our responsibility. This can't be done by executive order or or through the judicial branch. It only can be done in Congress. And in 51 years, Congress has not enhanced Social Security at all. The benefits are expected to affect some 65 million eligible Americans. Projections put the increase to be announced today at 9%. A jury in the sentencing trial of the Parkland, Florida school shooter has begun deliberating. This 12-person jury is deciding whether Nicholas Cruz should be sentenced to death or life in prison. The jury received its instructions from Broward Circuit Judge Elizabeth Schur Wednesday morning and is sequestered during these deliberations. Here's lead prosecutor Michael Satz. It's unrelentlessly cruel. The appropriate sentence for Nicholas Cruz is the death penalty. Should jurors recommend the death sentence, their decision must be unanimous or Cruz will receive life in prison without the possibility of parole. If the jury does recommend death, the final decision rests with the judge who could choose to follow the recommendation or sentence Cruz to life. Cruz has pleaded guilty to 17 counts of murder and 17 counts of attempted murder in connection with the February 2018 shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. 14 students and three school staff members were killed. Donald Trump's lawyer, Kenneth Chesbro, is the latest attorney to draw questions about his ethics after reports that he worked to help overturn the 2020 election. The New York Times reported Wednesday that a group of several dozen lawyers and prominent legal figures affiliated with the lawyers defending American democracy are questioning Chesbro's ethics in a filing to the Supreme Court of New York's Attorney Grievance Committee. Former President Donald Trump blasted the media and the committee during a speech back in July. Everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people. They want to damage you in any form, but they really want to damage me so I can no longer go back to work for you. And I don't think that's going to happen.
The filing calls Chesbro the apparent mastermind behind key aspects of the fake elector ploy. Chesbro was the lawyer who helped develop the fake elector scheme where a group of Republican electors would meet and vote for Donald Trump and submit their names to the federal government as if they were elected by the people of the state. Three Philadelphia SWAT officers were shot while serving a warrant in West Poplar on Wednesday morning. Police say 19-year-old Raheem Lee fired at these officers through a door and window. A massive gun battle broke out. At least 30 evidence markers were left at that scene following the gunfire. Neighbor Elaine Fowler spoke to CBS News in Philly. Scared. Scary. Very scared. And angry. Because I'm sick of it. You know, it's, it's crazy. There's too much. It's a bunch of kids out here. The suspect opened fire as he attempted to flee out of the building's back door and was fatally shot by SWAT officers. Lee was wanted for homicide and multiple gunpoint robberies, according to police. The three officers were last reported in stable condition at a hospital, and at least three other men were taken into custody following that shooting as well. A federal court judge on Wednesday allowed a Florida rule to continue. It bars the state Medicaid program from reimbursing patients for most forms of gender-affirming care. Judge Robert Hinkle denied a preliminary injunction request from a coalition of transgender rights groups seeking to stop the rule. The lawsuit alleged the state violated parts of the Equal Protections Clause of the Constitution and anti-discriminatory language in the Affordable Care Act and the Medicaid Act. 17-year-old detransitioner Chloe Cole spoke out in favor of the Florida rule in a meeting with Florida AG Joseph Latipo. I don't know if I'll be able to fully carry a child, um, and I might be at increased risk for certain cancers, namely cervical cancer. And because I do not have my breasts, I, I no longer have breasts, I, I'm not able to breastfeed whatever future children I have. The Florida Agency for Healthcare Administration created the rule that banned covering gender-affirming treatments such as hormone therapy and surgery back in August. Emails obtained by the Heritage Foundation following a Freedom of Information Act request reveal Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was allegedly aware that accusations that Border Patrol agents whipped a group of Haitian immigrants were false hours before he declared the incident horrific during a White House press conference. And further criticism for Mayorkas, Montana Representative Matt Rosendale criticized Mayorkas over his handling of the southern border. The charges are that uh, Secretary Mayorkas has been completely derelict in his duties and has violated his oath of office. He has constructed a plan to basically turn the control of our southern border over to the cartels, and he's been very effective at it. And the investigation ultimately cleared the agents of whipping, but disciplinary charges were brought against the agents for endangering migrants. 77 WABC News Time coming up on 514. While Shanghai is shutting down schools and other venues as officials try to control a flare-up of COVID that's hit the financial hub there, the clampdown comes ahead of a key Congress of the ruling Communist Party, at which leader Xi Jinping is expected to be granted a third five-year term That'll be on October 16th. At least five districts have closed entertainment venues, including things like cinemas, bars, and gyms. Steve Cochran, chief APAC economist for Moody's Analytics, spoke to CNBC about China's zero-COVID policy. 
Sometimes it's hard to really understand the uh, the zero COVID policy in China because it seems to be doing so much damage to the economy uh, when the numbers really are are relatively low. And authorities said on Sunday there's no citywide shutdown in Shanghai, although some provinces have been affected. 77 WABC News Time 515. Here's Justin Ellick with sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. No local sports action yesterday, but looking ahead to tonight, the Yankees get ready for Game 2 of the LDS in the Bronx against the Cleveland Indians. 7.37 p.m. Eastern Time is first pitch, but imminent weather is likely to push the game to tomorrow at some point. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm going. I got tickets, all right? So please. Either way, it'll be Nestor Cortez taking the hill against Cleveland Shane Bieber. There was action yesterday on the National League side of things, though, as the Atlanta Braves evened up their NLDS series with the Philadelphia Phillies at one game apiece with a 3 to nothing win yesterday in Atlanta. Kyle Wright out to old Phillies Zach Wheeler and routes to the shutout win as that series gets set to head to Philadelphia for game three. And out west was the San Diego Padres punching back against the LA Dodgers on the road with a 5-3 to win to not up their NLDS series at one as well. You Darvish grabbed the win in that one with five solid innings of work for San Diego. Now to the gridiron where week six of the NFL season is set to get underway tonight in Chicago as the Washington Commanders kick it off against the Bears at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. And interesting news coming out of the NFL as well yesterday as Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams has been charged with misdemeanor assault for shoving a credentialed media worker after Monday's loss in Kansas City to the Chiefs. Adams was cited for an intentional overt act that inflicted bodily uh, bodily injury, according to court records released Wednesday. Could fa- could face a jail term of up to six months or a fine of up to $1,000 if convicted. And now to the ice, where the Islanders and Devils are ready to get their season started tonight. The Isles will host the Florida Panthers at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, while the Devils battle the Philadelphia Flyers on the road at a bit uh, a bit earlier at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rangers are uh, uh, in Minnesota against the Wild at 8 p.m. Eastern Time tonight as well. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. So, Justin, if the Yankees game is postponed today, when does the team typically make that announcement by? Is it 2 o'clock or so? When will fans know? Yeah, they'll they'll know uh, a few hours before game time, I would assume, because it's the playoffs and uh, Major League Baseball doesn't want to start a game and then have to stop it in the middle or restart a game. They'd rather just reschedule the game for tomorrow and then play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All right, so if we hear anything, we'll certainly let the listeners know. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. September inflation data today. Wall Street braces for another hot report. Investors eyeing key earnings outlooks. Wall Street forecasts September's consumer price index has risen 0.2% over the August reading. Meanwhile, core inflation expected to be at 6.5% last month. Inflation still running hot despite the Fed's aggressive rate hikes. The September Fed minutes show the Fed still committed to the current pace of rate hikes. Progressive forecast to beat Wall Street's third quarter targets despite material losses from Hurricane Ian. Progressive's outlook is positive. Wall Street targeting a 39% increase in earnings next year. Not as rosy for Walgreens, however. Wall Street expecting earnings to dip another 8% for the pharmacy giant in the next year. U.S. health officials have authorized Omicron-specific COVID vaccines for younger patients. Moderna and Pfizer's boosters have been cleared for children as young as five. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WAB This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
Checking futures, the Dow's up 143 points or 0.49% at 29,404. The S&P's up 17 and a quarter points. The Nasdaq's climbed 26 and three quarter points. Gold's up $4.80 an ounce. As for crude oil, it's at $87.76 a barrel this morning, up 49 cents. The WABC Early News. Jeff for Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. Well, here's the latest on the polio virus in New York. Jacqueline Carl has the story. New York City's health commissioner, Dr. Ashwin Vasan, gave an update on the city's polio emergency. While only one case of polio has so far been identified in New York State, ongoing wastewater surveillance testing provides evidence of repeated poliovirus detections in sewage samples in New York City. Dr. Vasan adding, While the information is new, the advice is old. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated yourselves, get your children vaccinated, do it for your community, do it for your city. And that's what New Yorkers are doing. Citywide, vaccination is up. It's being driven by infant and child vaccination, zero to five. State officials say the latest sample suggests there's community spread. For 77 WABC News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. A teenage New York City schools employee has died after being shot in his head in Brooklyn. This happened Tuesday. Police have arrested a man, though, in connection with the killing of 19-year-old Ethan Holder. 19-year-old Javier Oates of Brooklyn is charged with murder, criminal possession of a weapon, and criminal use of a firearm. Holder was pronounced dead at Brooklyn Hospital after being shot in his head around 2.50 p.m. outside of a deli at 5022 Avenue M in the Flatlands section on Tuesday, not far from PS203. A bystander spoke to ABC7. He walked past all of us. Walked past the whole damn, he walked past the whole block. Walked right down the block, on the phone, talking, angry. And then that was it. Heard the shots and then went around the corner, seen the guy laying in the store. They say the incident stemmed from some sort of a dispute between the two, but was not gang-related. The Department of Education says the victim worked as a paraprofessional for District 75, located in the same building as PS203 Floyd Bennett School. The man caught on video, you might remember this, using an axe to wield a rampage at a Manhattan McDonald's on the Lower East Side back in September. We had carried that story, has been arrested yet again. And police say this time it's for allegedly spray-painting graffiti in Brooklyn and then swiping a pricey bike to try and flee cops. Police say they approached Michael Palacios about 5.40 p.m. Sunday after he was seen spraying graffiti behind 69 2nd Avenue in Gowanus, Brooklyn. The 31-year-old tried to escape using a bike from in front of a coffee shop but was stopped. Palacios spoke to the New York Post shortly after the McDonald's incident. I got jumped once in Chicago. Okay. I told myself that I'm never gonna let that shit happen again. The average person is trained right. to like take, uh, you know, um, fight off his sheep. You know, I'm just lucky, I guess, that I drink enough water and I do enough push-ups that I could fend off three young adults. And in connection with this latest graffiti incident, Palacios was charged with grand larceny, two counts of criminal mischief, possession of stolen property, making graffiti and possession of graffiti instruments. He was also charged in a second graffiti-related incident earlier this summer. United Bodega of America is launching a fund to help owners of looted bodegas throughout New York City. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. Spokesperson Fernando Mateo says owners of the JJN Bodega in the Bronx will be the first recipients to receive money from the $50,000 fund. It's not 
the full amount, but it's 25% of what he lost. And we hope that this will help him. Owners are eligible for up to $500 of relief assistance. The association says these types of crimes must be punished, and they're calling on authorities to do more. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul announced Wednesday that the state will commit more than $13 million to abortion providers. The announcement in response to the influx of pregnant women coming to New York from other states for access to reproductive health care. In Greenwich Village on Wednesday, Hochul vowed to keep abortion legal in New York State. We'll fight. We'll fight like hell to make sure that no one ever touches these rights right here. And we'll be that beacon of hope. We'll be that safe harbor for women all across this nation. After the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade this past June, Governor Hochul signed bills extending protections for pregnant women. One law makes it illegal for another state to sue someone for an abortion they had in New York. Well, the New York City Council felt just short of unanimously passing a package of five bills Wednesday calling for universal child care. The Universal Child Care Act will establish an advisory board that will be tasked with introducing a five-year plan. More than one in three parents report difficulty finding child care all across the five boroughs. According to a 2022 survey data from Columbia University's School of International and Public Affairs, here's City Councilwoman Adrienne Adams. Women experience some of the greatest job losses from COVID, and the cost of care has only been increasing. There are approximately 225,000 more men in the labor force than before the pandemic, but 420,000, 427,000 fewer women. The problem is particularly prevalent among black and Hispanic families. Sixty percent of parents in the Bronx said they struggle to find child care in that borough. The advisory board will include reps from the mayor's office, city council and Department of Education, the Administration for Children's Services and the Health Department. Subway shooting suspect Frank James refused to come to federal court for his 1 p.m. scheduled status conference hearing Wednesday. The no-show prompted the judge to order the U.S. Marshals Service to forcibly bring James in. James allegedly shot 10 people on a subway train in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, back in April before he slipped away on a different train and became the subject of a manhunt. He's pleaded not guilty to charges of conducting a violent attack against a mass transportation system. In the past two weeks in the transit system, there have been three murders. NYPD Commissioner Keechant Sewell spoke exclusively to ABC7. Obviously, we're concerned about the safety of New Yorkers. The subway has to be safe. I remember taking the subway myself to go to school. The people who go to school, the people who work in the city, and this is the lifeblood. It has to be safe. The NYPD has added an additional 1,000 officers to patrol the transit system. A Supreme Court case is taking a look at a copyright case of images artist Andy Warhol took of musician Prince. Jacqueline Carl has a story. The Supreme Court looking at silk screens the late Andy Warhol made from a photograph of Prince. The photographer who took the shot of the late musician filed suit arguing Warhol violated the copyright when he created a series of silk screens of Prince. An appeals court ruled against Warhol and many in the art world say that decision calls into question the legitimacy of generations of artists who've drawn inspiration from pre-existing works. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. If you missed the top five 
5 at 5 and other news. Be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.